You like Guns N' Roses? Yeah. Oh, you gotta absolutely. love Guns yeah. N' Roses, man. Welcome to two, yeah, 2A Tuesday. We have uh, State Rep Bishop Davidson with us this morning. Man, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, first what's, time. what's going on in your world, man, out there in the big city Republic? Lots of, <laughs> lots of growth out there, Lots man. of growth, yeah. It's always exciting to be in Republic. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's always just sitting and waiting for what, what comes next. You know, we we had that first Whataburger, but now all of a sudden they popped up everywhere. They're like one run over behind the station yeah, too, yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, now. and yeah. that was that was the big news for a while. We had the Amazon. I'm sure we'll have something else pump come up in the in the fall. Well, I saw I something the other day is, that uh, the city council was looking at approving a big track of land out there by Amazon for new commercial development industry. So yeah, we'll see if that yeah, gets... yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. I mean, it's kind well, of the Iron District too. It's, it's kind of boring stuff. I think uh, I think it's really cool because I'm nerdy. But uh, yeah, there's there's some pretty unique parcels. Like they, there's not a place in in a five state region that no. has uh, rail and air and 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 an interstate. If we like could just that. figure out how to get a a ferry system onto James River, you know, then we'd have water ferry, around here. Yeah. yeah, we should be digging a moat right now. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of important. Policy we have a work. sinkhole at least. So. Yeah, we have a bunch of those. <laughs> Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. I know you graduated uh, from Republic High School. Yeah. And what, what got you into politics, dude? Uh, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I, I really just love conservative philosophy. I mean, at the yeah. time, I was not looking at, at getting into politics. It was very much a, a last-minute decision. But I felt like we really needed a Republican who could articulate mm-hmm. uh, why he was a conservative, not, mm-hmm. just, not just the bullet points of conservatism. And so we began the race and, and ran really hard for a year. We were able to pull it off, and I've had a good first three years in the legislature yeah. since. I know you guys, I think, had Jared Taylor on last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a senior when I was a freshman, and I remember meeting with him. I said, hey, Jared, this session after I was elected, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to file the Second Amendment Preservation Act with you. And, and we could roll in our bills together because at that time, mm-hmm. SEPA was being reintroduced year after year, session after session, because it was never making it across the line. And I wanted to think about, well, what do we do if it doesn't work this year and next? What if you end up being termed out? We, we need someone else to kind of carry, carry the, uh, the torch. And, uh, he graciously let me roll the bill in and I got to learn a lot of the process within my first couple weeks. Um, and fortunately, we were able to, to pass that. So piece of a legislation. couple of local tigers got that got that taken care of for us. Then is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a couple I local guess so. Yeah, tigers. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, I'm glad you guys had Jared on. I know he gave you a good uh, update for SEPA. And yeah, but g- give us your thoughts on it. I mean, where do you think it's going to go? Do you think the federal judge will ever get it kicked out? Um, I know they put a stay on it, but do you think that that it's going to hold water and, and stay with us, or does it need to be modified? Or I what mean, do you think? There's a there's a lot of optimism. Um, and I, I'm not as familiar with all of the oral arguments and the things that are going to be presented come December when we go, when we actually go into the federal court. But in general, uh, I've said since the beginning, we want this to happen. This is what needed to happen. Uh, you don't need to just pass the legislation. You then need the courts to examine and you need that judicial review. Ideally, um, I would like it to get appealed all the way to the Supreme Court. Well, let's do this just real quick, just in case somebody wasn't listening last week when Jared was on and, and heard our conversation about what the Second Amendment Preservation Act is. Give us that 60 second overview. Again. Yeah. So the Second Amendment Preservation Act, SAPA, um, it is as much a, a, a bill, um, and piece of legislation about federalism as it is the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Because what it does is it says that the feds, in order to enforce federal gun laws, have to use federal resources. 
This is a familiar concept. Oh, yeah. Right? Marijuana is probably the most you know, kind of preeminent example of the federal government having one law and then these state governments having different laws. At any point in time, now that now that marijuana is legal in Missouri, mm-hmm. um, an FBI agent could arrest you and charge you with a federal crime. Right. I mean, you, you'd be... you. Federally, you're a felon. And yeah, if you, you don't think about that, though, that's that's very that's like really interesting because you're right. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't think about it till you said. That, yeah, you yeah. Know? And so, uh, what 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 is being utilized in that circumstance is something called the anti commandeering doctrine, um, which is a pretty familiar legal topic, and basically says, hey, you can't commandeer state resources to enforce federal laws. It's not that we are saying that those federal laws don't apply. Um, it's just saying that. We're going to use resources in Missouri for Missouri laws. Yeah, it's illegal for them to 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 try to supersede what we're doing, is what you're saying over here. Well, it's a, it would be illegal for them to utilize our resources. They can supersede because they are the federal government, but we, they can't you know, use Missouri resources. It, it, exactly. Okay, and, and, and so, gotcha. and so, Second Amendment Preservation Act says that Missouri law enforcement can't be utilized to enforce federal gun laws that are not mirrored. By right. Missouri gun laws okay. and Missouri statutes. So, so let's apply this to like the New Mexico. What this governor out there is trying to do, you know, when that when the um, I think it was one of the sheriffs said, "Hey, I'm not going to enforce that." I mean, basically, are you talking about the conceal and carry? Yeah, the conceal and carry. Yeah. So out. In, yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and so in a situation like that, I would say the sheriff is you know constitutionally bolstered, right? Yeah. But uh, it, it's not that he's operating within his own sort of political subdivision authority. Because I, I believe that, and the the best way to think about it is where are cities chartered from? Mm-hmm. It's from the state government. So the state government get its, gets its power from the people, and then the cities are chartered from the state government. Where did the federal government originally come from? The state governments as yeah. well. And so uh, it's really a, an understanding of, of what is the role of state government within our federalist system, within our layered sort of government separations of power system. Uh, in the instance of New Mexico, I'm not sure that he has uh, any sort of particular authority within his political subdivision in the same way that states, I think, have authority from the federal government and a balance of power there. Um, but his authority comes from the, the Constitution. Constitution. And I would, I would even go further. It's a, it's a human right, uh, I, I would well, argue. Well, luckily that issue was blocked, and so that was yeah. overturned pretty quick. Yeah, abso- absolutely. So, yeah. But that, I mean, that's the, the gist of the Second Amendment Preservation Act. And, and what it does for Missouri, especially if it gets upheld in the courts, um, and not just Missouri, but all states, it creates a roadmap for how we might begin to push back against federal encroachments into state into state legislative. Because hmm. we see it coming. I mean, you look, mm-hmm. the Democrats have made it perfectly clear. Yeah. That's their plan. It's been happening for 100 years. I mean, I, I would argue when we got rid of the Senate uh, being elected by the state legislatures and instead popular, that was a huge, a huge move in that direction. But... Um, I mean, I can go off on little meandering philosophical things, but it, it's put Missouri in a great position when it comes to the Second Amendment. Um, and, and so you're you're constantly looking in Missouri, and you want to be diligent. That's that's a big part of what we have to do in today's climate around two A issues. Um, but a lot of what Missouri does is really good. We're a constitutional carry state already. Yeah. Um, we've got the Second Amendment Preservation Act, and so it's it's sometimes challenging looking for well, what is that next issue we can we can Work on? Work on to further, you know. So what is it? Well, I was on the phone with a friend the other day. Um, we hadn't talked for years. We were just catching up. And he lives in Kansas City. 
And, <laughs> and I was just asking, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, how are you? What, what, you know, what's new? Um, and he had just moved into an apartment. And he's like, yeah, my, my lease doesn't allow me to have my, my rifle. I'm not allowed to have my firearms here. And so I had to go find a place to keep. What? Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's insane. And he said, no, no, really. I'll, I'll send you the lease agreement. And so he sent me the lease agreement. And I got to looking into the issue. And apparently, um, there are, there are landlords, uh, who will put in their leases that you can't have guns or you can't have these types of guns on the premise. Isn't otherwise, that illegal? That's not, otherwise that's not it's a violation. I, I don't feel like it's I, constitutional even a little bit, but it, it, but they own the property, but they own the property, but, but don't you have to get that declared? Like with this, like there's some properties, but, that but it's also a domicile. And so the issue that I oh. see is it, right. It, it's sort of like saying, Hey, if you're going to live here, you're not allowed to be a Christian or yeah. a Muslim. Uh-huh. If you're going to live here, I mean, we've already established in the courts that you can't say no political signage. Like homeowners associations, right, right. Mm-hmm. they have to allow for that expression of speech. Why? Because it's it's constitutionally protected. Right. Well, what else is constitutionally protected? Your your right to bear arms. And so this idea that this is your domicile, and uh, they're able to go, yeah, you got to forfeit some of your rights though uh, if you're going to live here. Um, well, Bishop, obviously, I'm, I'm, I don't like this, but let me ask you, is this any different than saying no pets? I don't think it is because there's nothing constitutionally that says that, that pets are, right. are a protected it's constitutional not an, right. It's not an yeah. amendment. It's yeah, not yeah. one of our amendments. I mean, so, and so I, I, would, I would say no. I, I think we're dealing with a, a, a more core issue. I know a lot of folks consider pets to be pretty core, but I, I think, uh, but I think it's not right to bear arms. Yeah. I think your freedom of expression and conscience, I think your freedom of religion, wow. these are far more significant. In Texas, I started doing some research. In Texas, they actually have, uh, uh, in the statutes, landlords are not allowed to include clauses like this. I mean, think of it this way. I, I, I wouldn't be able, as a, a landlord, we wouldn't want them to be able to say, hey, yeah, if you live here, um, you're my indentured servant yeah, for the next that. seven mm-hmm. years, right? Well, no, that's not that's not a lawful contract that you can even sign. And so, I, I mean, I think there's, you could probably, if I were an attorney, what I'd do is I would, I would sue. I would, I would try and sue constitutionally and say this is a, an infringement of rights. But since I'm a lawmaker, I'm trying to find a, a legislative Wait, solution. You've yeah. got to keep us updated on this. So, that's crazy. So this is, uh, this is the issue that I'm, I'm looking into, and I'm wanting to introduce some legislation. I'm reading more about it. There is precedent, Texas. I would have liked to have been the first, but, uh, you know, it's always good to see that there are other good conservative mm-hmm. states working well, on the same things. And the good news is, is that it gives you a model, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go in and see how they did it, how they got this accomplished, and, yeah. and what the what it looks like, and how it's impacted, yeah. you know, businesses or these landowners economically but, and those sort of things. But my but, buddy, yeah, my buddy's telling me that issue in Kansas City, mm. <laughs> and, I, and, and he was telling it more like, just like as a as a friend of yours might tell you something that they're frustrated yeah. by. Yeah. Um, but in three years of being in the legislature, I start to think about problems a little differently, and I go, "Huh, that's an interesting problem. Wow. I, we could we could we might be able to do something about that." And so, uh, yeah. research opens up in October. We can file in December, and I, I'm, okay. I expect to have a, a bill. You, that you, I could come back on and give you an update on exactly what the language is and where we settled, but uh, it should be a good fight come uh, come springtime. But I, I think 
I think our legislature is going to be very supportive of it. Wow. Even Please do that. Please. I'm going to say this, back. man. When I'm looking at this, it looks like you're you're writing some bills, man. So thanks, man. You're getting busy over there. So yeah. supporting the people. <laughs> yeah. and um, Keep it up. Keep up the good work. All yeah. right. One final question. We'll get you out of here, bud. Uh, October the 13th. That comes up here in a couple of weeks. It's mm-hmm. uh, about a, not quite a month, about three weeks away. We've got Nixa versus Republic at Republic this year. What do you think, man? What are your predictions? <laughs> Come on, you're talking to two Nixon yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I have to say Republic smoked him, right? You do, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially at home where we're cheering him on. I, so. I, I, uh, I, I ran into uh, Tyler Overstreet the other day. Of course, you know, he's a, he's a, I think he's number two. Is the assistant superintendent over there at the uh, right. uh, Republic right. now. Of course, he's a Nixon kid, you know. And, yeah. and he was the ball boy when I was in school, and we were just having a great conversation in the Republic Chamber meeting. And by the way, your chamber is doing a great job over there as well. Yeah. And uh, make sure the next time you say Mason. Shout out to Macy Mitchell. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure we He'll, give some shout Tyler out. will be wearing orange and black. I know night, he so. will. I know. We <laughs> talked about it. Bishop, thanks for coming in here, buddy. We really appreciate all the hard work you're doing. And please, uh, whenever you get more information on this new legislation, please, get, or anything else you think we need to know about, please yeah. let us know and we'll get you on the show. Absolutely. So. Thanks. All right. Uh, Hunter Biden is suing the I. R.S. Good luck with that, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Alex is going to talk about that next right here on Wake Up Springfield.